Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. The Bible reads, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. So we'll stop right there. Everyone should examine themselves. And communion is not a time to judge, you know, in a, in a, in a guilty, shameful way do that. Amen? Because sometimes that's what we naturally do. I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing that right. Right? That's how, who can do that? I can do that. You know, get down on myself for everything I'm doing wrong. But really, what, what, what this word examine means is to look at a relationship with Jesus. How are we doing with the Lord? And to remember why we fell with, in love with the Lord. You know, I don't think if, if my wife was like, you know, it's my obligation to go on a date with my husband about every month at least. Every week is like pretty good where we're at right now. So, okay, let's do it. Let's get it over with. Obviously, that would be hurtful for me. My reaction would be, fine, let's not go on a date, you know. Jesus' reaction is different than mine, amen? <laughs> Jesus' reaction is, you know, well, I'm going to hang out with you anyways, you know, which is encouraging that he's faithful to us when we're unfaithful. But also that we need to examine our hearts. Where are our hearts right now? Are they in the kingdom fully? Are they, are they totally making Jesus Lord? <laughs> Or are we holding things back from our husband, Jesus Christ? Because of fears that we've had. Because of things that we've dealt with in the past. I want to encourage you to examine your hearts right now. You know, is Jesus still Lord of your life? Is he still Lord? Or do you put other things before him? And you know, I don't know about you, but we know in our heads that Jesus is the most important thing in our life, or we've been here, right? But I also know that we have idols in our life. And idols take us away from the grace that could be ours. That's what Jonah 2 says, right? Those who worship idols forfeit the grace they could have. God doesn't want to be the chairman of the board of your heart. He is the board. Amen? Amen? He doesn't want any other board members giving a say. You know, your work, your, 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 your greeds, all these things. One of the most convicting things when I saw the Dead Sea Scrolls in the Boston Museum of Science, it was so cool to see the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14, in Hebrew, saying that and, and predating Christ. Amen? Amen? Amazing to look at that 
original Dead Sea Scroll, right there. But was also, they had another exhibit that I wasn't ready for. And it was an archaeological uh, site where they, they dug up an old um, village in Israel around the time of Isaiah the prophet. And within the households of the Jews were idols. God's people had idols hidden within their homes. And I thought, wow, we can be the same way. We can say the right things and do the right things and even, and even fool ourselves, but we have idols in our, in our hearts, amen? And that's not what Jesus wants. So I want you to examine your heart right now. I want you to examine yourself, as the Bible says. Is Jesus Lord of my time? Is Jesus Lord of my finances? Am I giving my best to Jesus Christ? My best in relationships? Is Jesus Lord of my talents? When was the last time I got persecuted for the cross? You know, that's a good question, isn't it? If we're not getting persecuted, it doesn't mean we're doing everything right. It means we need to think, why are we, because we're not being bold enough. And I want to encourage you to think about that. Think about Jesus and making him Lord. And that's why the Lordship study on the app is helpful. Because I can't examine things for you. Only you can. You know, some people can go, wow, Glenn, you're doing great. But I know in my heart, I'm not giving the Lord the best I can give him. We compare ourselves, don't we? Well, I, I come to more things than that person over there. You know, I'm trying my hardest. And amen, I think many of us are giving our best, amen, to Jesus. But I think we all need to think, well, here's one decision I need to make. Whether it be, I'm going to talk to my boss, and I'm not going to ever work on Sunday morning. You know, that's the one thing Jesus asked us to do. Remember him right now. Remember him on Sunday morning, right? And he asked us like three things in the Gospels, if you really look there closely. He looked, love one another as I have loved you, which is the hardest command in the Bible, without a doubt. Big one, and encompasses a lot of things, right? The second thing was, remember me. Remember me with your brothers and sisters on the first day of the week. Remember me. That's what he said. You know, it's, it's not even a command. It's a request. But even a, a dying request of someone, to me, is greater than a command. Yeah. I'm not going to ever miss Sunday. I don't care what happens. I'm not going to miss Sunday. No boss is going to... I have one boss, yeah. and that's in heaven. Amen. And if I need to say, guess what? You're fired. Sounds good to me. I'm glad we got that over with. You know, we're going to talk about the kingdom and the treasure that the kingdom is. But we cannot, we, we have one master, that's Jesus. We can't serve two masters. Right. I want you to examine your motives to test your heart. You know, I love uh, what the uh, message version says. Examine your motives, test your heart, come to this meal in holy awe. It's really good. Examine your motives, test your heart. Come in this meal in holy awe. J.P. Phillips' Bible says, A man should thoroughly examine himself. 
Examine your motives. Why are you even here? Now, I'm not saying that in a mean way. Like, why are you here? <laughs> but why are you here? Well, if the answer is, well, I know so-and-so is going to talk to me if I don't come. You've got to examine your motives. I'm here because Jesus Christ died for me. Amen. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. I'm not here for friendships, although I have a ton. I'm not here because I feel like if I don't come, I'm going to do bad spiritually, although I will do bad spiritually <laughs> if I don't come to the church. I don't come because that's just what I've been doing for 20 years. Right. I come because I love Jesus. Amen. Where do you want me to go? Do you want me to go to a bridge and jump off of Jesus? I'll do that. You know, what did Jesus say? It's so convicting. Do you love me, Peter? Do you love me, Glenn? Then feed my sheep. We can't set the definition of what it means to love God. Amen. He does. You know, I can't say, well, well, honey, this is how I like to love you. You know, one of the questions that I always fear asking sometimes, it's a hard question for a husband to ask, and heard it from an elder in the New York City church. Every Monday, I asked my wife, do you feel loved? Oh, man, that's a hard question. And, I, and, and, and when she says yes, I'm so happy. But sometimes, unfortunately, she says, no, not, not in this area. You know, what if we ask that question to Jesus right now? Do you feel loved? I tell you what, you ask that question while you take the bread and juice, you'll hear the Spirit speak to you. I feel loved in so many areas, but this area, I feel like you're holding back your love for me. Why do we take communion? Because Jesus asked me to. Now, I know why he asked me, because I need it. I need to remember that I only stand because of the blood of Jesus. Why do we share our faith? You know, we have this Bring Your Neighbor Day service coming up next Sunday. Why should we share our faith? Because the love of Christ compels us. Yes. You know, I remember the Old Testament scripture, and it haunts me sometimes, of these two lepers who go, they're, they're about to get killed, and there's big time famine, and they go into this, they find, they, they, go, they go, we're going to go to the enemy, basically. We're going to go over to the enemy side, and we're just going to give ourselves up because we're going to die here. So let's just give ourselves up. We go, they go over there, and somehow God confuses these people, and they kill all themselves. I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know what happened there. But the enemy basically was confused and panicked and killed each other. Okay? So everyone's gone in this camp, and there's plunder everywhere. And these lepers who are starving are just stuffing their face. I mean, they're just stuffing their face with food. They're like, look at the gold. They're running out. I mean, just imagine these lepers. They're so poor. They're so excited. They're like, yes, yes, yes. We did it. I don't know how this happened. God be praised. And then one of them stops and says, whoa, 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 whoa. It wouldn't be right for us just to take it ourselves. We got to go back and tell our brothers and sisters about the plunder, about the grace of God we have. That's why we share our faith, you know? We share our faith because the grace of God is so amazing that it's not right for us not to share. You know, here I am gorging myself on meats and food and everything else, and I see a poor person spiritually starving. What does any person want to do? 
talk to that person. Hey, you want some steak? I'm a vegetarian. Okay, well, would you like some vegetables? <laughs> you know, why do I serve the church? You know, I think sometimes you have to realize you are in a narcissistic, individualistic country right now. Do you realize that? Yeah. It's all about me. Yeah. It's all about what I need. And that is poisoning the American churches. The only time the Bible says you is plural in the Bible. Everywhere where there's a command, you, it's plural. Think about that for a second. It's not about me. It's about us. Right? Why do I give up my time, my resources, my talents for the kingdom? Because I love Jesus. I love the cross video. If you've seen the cross video... I love Peter. He's just raw. You know what I mean? He's got that big beard. If you've seen the cross video, he goes, I will not let anything happen to Jesus. He's just crazy. You know what I mean? He's kind of a a psycho Peter, I guess, basically. And he just loves Jesus, doesn't he? I mean, you you can't ever think Peter doesn't love Jesus. But at times, his heart was tested. Amen? I think many of us are like that. We need to have a little talk with Jesus. There's a song called, Have a Little Talk with Jesus. And this brother in the, in the downtown region used to kind of do this when he sang it. I, I didn't love that part of the song, but, you know, he used to be like, have a little talk with Jesus, have a little talk with Jesus. And, I, and so I'd close my eyes and sing the song because I just couldn't get down with that. You know what I'm saying? But the song is awesome because you and I need to have a little talk with Jesus. You know? Have a John 21 talk with Jesus. Do you love me, Glenn? You know I love you, Lord. Then do this. Whoa. That's a little scary. But isn't this exciting to do? You know, let's go to Jeremiah 17. Glenn here. Oh, that's the app right there. You're going to go right there to, to Sermon Notes. Lordship study, right there. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. It's one of those passages that helps me a lot. Guys, Jeremiah's in the Old Testament, just so you know. I sometimes still can't find Bible scriptures. So I feel so ashamed. I'm like, go to Obadiah, and I'm like sitting there. Everyone's watching me. I can't find Obadiah. Quick, quick. No, um, but amen. I found Jeremiah. Praise God. <laughs> Jeremiah 17, verse 9. It says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. We can think that we are in a place and we're really not there. The heart is deceitful. I've met people who haven't been at church for like six months. Talk to me about how they are sold out disciples of Jesus Christ. People who are in sin that say, yeah, I love Jesus with all my heart, mind, and soul. I'm just struggling with this issue. Jesus understands. What shows your heart? And this is a good question to ask us all. To really examine your heart, you can't look at your feelings. Because feelings can be deceitful. 
most of us are pretty up on ourselves, amen? I mean, I am. I, I like myself. I think I'm pretty cool, you know what I mean? You know, and, it, and if you, it's, it's, they say that people with depression have a better estimation of themselves than people that don't have it. That it's actually healthy to not have, to have a little bit more optimistic side of life, right? That's healthier. That's what, I guess, the clinical psychiatry DSM-4 talks about, if you knew that. I, I knew that because of school, and it was surprising to me. So when you do, hey, how good are you at basketball? A person that's, you know, just doing well in their health will say, I'm pretty good. And they score themselves high. The people that have depression kind of look at themselves and go, I'm around here. And they're more accurate, you know, as they measure that. What does the Lord say? The Lord says, I, I search the heart and mind and reward each person according to their conduct. If you want to know where your heart is, you have to know what you're doing, what your conduct is. We're not saved by our works, amen? I'm not saying that. And the Bible does say he will reward those according to their deeds. I, I don't quite understand that either. We're not saved because of our works, praise God, because I, I, all of us would be lost. That's right. We're saved by the blood of Jesus. But our hearts are shown by what we do. Yeah. And so look at your actions and you'll see where your heart is. Amen. You know, uh, Luke 6, 46, just read that to yourself. It says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? And I know these are hard passages, but truth is, church, I just want to have a heart to heart with you. Imagine a church where everyone's in love with Jesus Christ. Imagine a church where everyone is making every area of their life under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. How blessed we will be as a congregation. Amen? Amen. You know, Christianity is not a philosophy. It's something you put into practice. There are many Christian philosophers in this country. What I mean by that is, in your head, I believe in Jesus. I love Jesus. Jesus didn't say, if you love me, think about me. Only. I think we should think on Jesus. Amen. We should think about him a lot. It says, feed. That's a verb. That's an action, right? Feed my sheep. Verb. Participle, you know, subject, right? That's a sentence right there. We, we talk about that's a proper sentence. We also realize that Jesus is, feels loved by what we do. And I'm not saying, oh, we should go around and just do a bunch of works. I'm saying we need to examine our hearts and go, where have I been at? And I know this is one of those communions that are like, whoa. But I want you to be inspired by it. Amen. Where's your relationship with Christ going to be at if you examine yourself? We, know, we don't have time in this world to examine ourselves. Right. Everyone's moving around everywhere. I've got to go here, there, there, there. Shh. Let's examine ourselves. Let's look at our deeds. Let's look at our conduct. Let's ask ourselves and have a John 21 moment. Amen? Amen. Let's pray for the communion. Father, we thank you so much for... This time to take communion and, and a little bit of extended time just to think about your son, Jesus. God, you gave all for us. 
You gave the best for us. You gave your one and only son, Lord. I just read the words in, in 1 Corinthians 11. It says that this is the covenant in my blood. My goodness. You gave everything, your body and your blood. And you even put yourself in a position where you'd be separated from God for us. Lord, we just stand in awe of you. And we love you, Jesus. We do love you. Lord, help us to hear your voice right now and to figure out what you're saying to us. Not what I'm saying, but what you're saying. Lord, help us ask three times in, the quiet, in our quiet home or somewhere quiet. Jesus saying, do you love me? And, and, then, and then we say, yes, I love you. And then, and then listen to what Jesus through the Holy Spirit says to us. God, help us make changes that will please you. Help us to keep to that confession that Jesus is Lord. We love you, we thank you, and we thank you for this meal that we can have. In Jesus' name, amen.